Hello, and welcome to the Mix It Up podcast. My name is Tara Thompson. I am a pharmacist here with the podcast. And this is a show where we take you behind the counter to hear from experts in the field of pharmacy, specifically pharmacists who are stepping outside the box in the profession and showcasing unique roles that pharmacists have as healthcare providers. So one charge that all pharmacists accept in the profession is a pledge to public health. Today, we'll meet a pharmacist who has a passion for serving his community and those in need, has enabled him the opportunity to provide them with access to life-saving medications at no cost. So today, I'm happy to introduce Dr. Carlos Irula. He is a pharmacist in charge and preceptor at St. Vincent de Paul Charitable Pharmacy in Dallas, Texas. He received his Doctor of Pharmacy from the University of Louisiana at Monroe, and his passion for serving the community and those in need um, has provided him some amazing opportunities. I want him to tell all about his website, what he does for the community. Um, so Carlos, hi, happy to have you on. Thank you for the introduction, Tara. Yes, um, very uh, grateful for the opportunity to share uh, what the amazing things that our pharmacy is doing. Um, I guess just to start off here, I, uh, I'm a son of Im- uh, Honduran immigrants uh, who came to this country to to have a better life for our family. And that's exactly what happened. We had um, the opportunities that this country allows us to, to study, you know, an awesome profession like pharmacy. And now um, God has given me the opportunity to give back to our community. So um, started um, my career at a big box chain in, in North Texas uh, after I graduated from Louisiana. And um, really always had the passion of serving you know, just serving anyone in need, even before pharmacy. Um, my parents really instilled in me, you know, gratitude, compassion, and helping those in need. So um, through that, as I got older and started to figure out what exactly my role was going to be in pharmacy, I knew that I just had, there was more to offer um, when it came to community. Um, I felt very limited in what we could actually do. So after um, so many times of seeing patients, you know, being underinsured or uninsured, I um, just kind of started figuring out, actually going within and try to figure out what do I need to do to um, to create something here. Uh, and it really wasn't just by myself, but it just opened up my mindset to start networking and figuring out what I needed to do to really bring some value to to our community. And um, it really just happened through that by stepping out. Um, I ended up creating a website, which you mentioned earlier, which is your pharmacist, uh, your neighborhood pharmacist.com. And that just allowed me to uh, begin the process of building a brand, my personal brand um, as a pharmacist. Um, eventually, it led me to where I'm at now, which is St. Vincent and Paul Pharmacy here in North Texas. Um, we're based in Dallas, but at the moment, we're trying to expand further out with our delivery service uh, to those that are uninsured and fit um, 200% at or below the federal poverty line. Um, and then you also just have to be a Texas resident, but you receive all your medications that you have that we have on our formulary for free. Wow, that's amazing. That is really, really yeah. cool. I think that sometimes we forget as pharmacists or maybe from the outside looking into the profession, we think that, oh, here's a prescription. They're going to take it to their pharmacy. They're going to put it on their insurance. It's all going to be great and paid for. And then they walk home with some medication, but that's not always the case. 
um, as right. pharmacists were sometimes um, we play social worker, we play investigator, we play um, finding ways to save the patient money, whether it's getting rebates from manufacturers or coupon codes or different, um, you know, working with um, some of like the, um, I know in pharmacy school, we had like, we did like a, um, it was like a free clinic where we would use medications that pharmacists had like in excess or that were about to expire. They would give them to us at that clinic in Houston. And we would um, have a clinic basically on the weekends and people mm -hmm. would come in homeless people from the street on that needed blood pressure and things like that and have free access to medication. So yep. I think we, we don't, we don't, a lot of people don't see that side of pharmacy because um, we don't talk about it as much as we need to. And so that's why I'm so glad that you're here today. So thank you for what you do for the. No, yeah. And again, um, so this is a, a really a team effort because we really uh, wouldn't have the success we're having now or just uh, getting, because this is a startup. We've, we've been in operation for three years now, um, but it really does take a team effort. So, you know, our technicians, our volunteers, for sure, our patient advocates, because, um, it is a different process, you know, to enroll. You have to enroll into our pharmacy. And by the time a patient really hears about what we do, um, they're kind of at their wit's end as far as going through the healthcare system process. You know, they most likely have gone to your big box chain and couldn't afford the medicine. And now they're just reaching out to whoever will help, uh, especially during this time with COVID and specifically after uh, the mini ice age here we had in Texas, there's, there's so many folks um, that were already, you know, hurting with being unemployed, uninsured and low income. And now they're getting, you know, displaced from their apartments, uh, losing everything with their, you know, apartments flooding. But we've been really fortunate here at the pharmacy that, you know, we can still provide them their medications. Uh, and for that, we're definitely grateful to be able to, to, to serve people in such a, a crazy time right now. Um, but just going back to pharmacists that are in community, that's something else I was noticing too. So, you know, we would do the uh, needymeds.org or uh, get that pharmaceutical coupon or manufacturer coupon to get the copay, but it was still not enough. And I felt that um, even then you can only do so much. And I learned this now with what we do now, our goal is to help everyone that we can, but sometimes we can't, you know, sometimes patients aren't eligible. They're just right on the borderline and they just don't qualify. So we do give them like a little goodie bag of over-the-counter medications um, or a pair of socks or toothpaste or toothbrush, something that they could walk away with some dignity and, and know, at least from our end, we tried our best. Um, I knew that when I was working in community, the way that I could help kind of counterbalance sometimes the negative thoughts that we may have of, uh, man, we can't do enough, is volunteering. That's how I ended up here. I volunteered at the pharmacy first for a few months until, you know, I, I talked to our founder, Mr. Hank Herman, and our CEO, uh, Mr. Mike Pagliolini, and eventually they blessed me with the opportunity of being the pharmacist in charge here. But it was through all these different avenues of networking, putting yourself out there, that these opportunities arose. Yeah, and you, you talked a little bit about um, transportation and how you guys are actually doing delivery services or starting up mm -hmm. some sort of delivery service. Um, yep. You have to remember with these patient populations too that 
they don't have transportation. They don't have a way to get to the pharmacy. Um, the bus might not come close enough or um, they don't have a ride or maybe they don't have a caregiver that they can't physically make it in on their own and they don't have a caregiver to help them. So tell us a little bit about transportation and how you guys have figured that out for um, for your patients. For sure, it's been it was an issue uh, or a problem when we first started. Uh, we didn't have really much resources to provide that service, um, but through the philanthropic people here in the VFW area and our donors, we've been uh, able to contract and partner with a local courier service that now can deliver medications to um, pretty much the whole uh, DFW Metroplex for sure, but even outside of our area, uh, Austin, San Antonio, and Houston. So that hopefully will be our plan to expand to those cities within the next three years. But for now, um, we've had patients who took maybe three buses to get to us. They live about 50 miles from us. Um, we have a pa that same patient that got COVID twice more, more than likely from taking so many bus routes, not only to the pharmacy, but just to get around. Uh, but, you know, thankfully now she doesn't have to worry about coming, you know, on the bus to the pharmacy because we're going to deliver straight to her house. So things like that um, with our area in such a, it's such a large area, Dallas, that we're servicing such a big footprint uh, that this delivery service is needed um, for sure for the folks that will be, you know, that are in need within, you know, 60 miles from the actual pharmacy. But um I know that we do have besides, you know, that transportation, um, the bus route. So we have another patient that just popped up in my head, in my mind, that he actually is a, a squatter. So he, this is such an incredible story. He found out about us, I think through just a, a friend in the neighborhood, I believe, but he called the pharmacy from a gas station. This gentleman doesn't even have a cell phone, called from a gas station we were able to enroll him, get his uh, diabetic medication, uh, syringes, and one of our patient advocates actually delivered to his home because he doesn't have an address per se. It's just like a um, kind of like a side garage that doesn't have a an actual address, so we wouldn't be able to actually send anything postal to him. Um, but these are the kind of patients that we're we're helping; those that really don't have much to. Um, don't really have much, but thankfully they found they found us as far as you know access to healthcare uh, through us. Hopefully, that's that's so great. Thank you. I mean, I'm just kind of amazed by all this that you're doing. And I was I was looking on the website earlier, and I noticed that. So basically, what it, correct me if I'm wrong. So mm -hmm. say a patient gets a prescription from a physician they can actually go to your pharmacy. They can qualify for your service if they meet the qualifiers, like they must live in the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. um, they must be, you know, below the poverty line. And you guys mm -hmm. can determine that based on, I'm sure you have some um, love marker levels for that. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And they must not have any kind of other healthcare coverage. So you're right. you are truly, truly helping those who are squatters, who are homeless, who are below the mm -hmm. poverty line, who are, without yeah. jobs. Um, and Even undocumented, you don't have to okay. be, uh, you, you just have to be a resident or show residency here in the state of Texas. Um, so we help the undocumented co community. Uh, you know, they, they have really hurt uh, 
throughout this COVID period, because, you know, just imagine if a lot of the people who are working, not really um, in the in the restaurant industry per se, you know, when everything shut down, now they're not going to be applying for unemployment because they're undocumented. So they don't have a, a source of funds. Um, but then again, at least we were there to be able to uh, provide, you know, their medications. Meanwhile, they kind of figure out, you know, their life situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, tell us a little bit about, um, I guess, I'm just, I'm always curious, like what people's background is. So I know you're, you were from um, Honduras, your parents were immigrants from Honduras. Had When you were in pharmacy school, did you ever see yourself doing something like this? Did you always kind of have a passion for um, the population who needed help? Or, or did you, did you see yourself opening up your own business or starting a website? I mean, how did that all come on? (laughs) Yeah, I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit, you know, Um, even in pharmacy school, um, going back to serving, I went um, with our pharmacy school, we went on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic for about 10 days. And we traveled with a team of doctors, uh, our, our adjunct professors, um, other pharmacists and pharmacy students and went into these villages, um, triage patients, and got to really get our roots on the ground and see, you know, uh, what people go through in third world countries. And then that that kind of got me thinking, man, some people live in these type of similar conditions here in America, which is nuts. You know, here in our area in Dallas, for example, the, the gentleman who's a squatter, those conditions are kind of like third world country type of conditions. So, um, Whenever uh, I've always had that passion to to try to be of value to anyone, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone you know in those conditions, but just be of service. So um, from there, I actually DJed in college. So I DJed in pharmacy school. Um, I always created um, like an after test party. So like after we had exams or a round of tests, you know, we could always you know come relax and you know. Um, and I would DJ for, you know, at a, you know, at a local restaurant or bar for our, for our uh, classmates. Um, after that, my wife and I actually created a business here in Dallas about two, more like three or four years ago, which was a child transportation company. Um, so I've always had that knack to try to create a business. But in pharmacy school, I knew that I wanted to, if maybe open my own pharmacy or eventually when I found out that this this type of charitable pharmacy existed. Um, for sure, this is the route that that I'm going through now. But um, that whole, I think, with what I've learned so far, as far as managing this type of pharmacy, you do have to wear many hats. And I think, as pharmacists, um, I'm sure you could agree. As, as a compounding pharmacist, you do have to have that business hat mindset um, because, at the end of the day, we have you know bills to pay you know, food to put on the table. So we do have to, you know, create that business um, and still have that pharmaceutical background. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we don't, we don't get a whole lot of business training in pharmacy school, but once you get out, you kind of have to, we do, I think we get like a class or two on it, but mm-hmm. um, once you get out, you kind of have to, you know, if you don't go working for a big company, you kind of have to fend for yourself. And some people yeah. just have that entrepreneurial spirit like you do. And it just kind of goes to show you that our profession's kind of cool. I mean, we, 
we can really take it whatever direction. Th that's really why I'm so grateful. And that's why I thought pharmacy was such an awesome career path, because you can create anything you want as long as, you know, you put your mind to it. It may not be immediate. You know, this kind of was a little speck in my mind, probably P1 year. And, you know, it's taken, what, almost eight years or so to, for it to happen. But uh, through all that experience, just making sure that everything is a learning experience. Uh, you never know wh where you'll end up. Um, but if you do have a passion, um, definitely networking towards that because um, that's you, you, you get the most value, at least what I've learned um, from putting yourself out there. Um, and then those opportunities just seem to start coming. That was actually, I was going to ask you, that was kind of my next question. You answered it, but we actually have a lot of student pharmacists, pharmacy students, pharmacy technicians, um, and those who are still kind of early in their thoughts on what their plan is um, mm -hmm. as a pharmacist. And I was going to ask you, what advice do you have for somebody who may feel the same way as you do about working in the community Um with the sort of like charitable type pharmacy or helping patients in this way, what advice do you have to start now? Do they network? Do they volunteer? Do they get involved? Um, and to help them sort of get on that path that you're on. Yeah, I think, um, well, what, what I tell students that come uh, and volunteer or rotate through our pharmacy is usually just take a second to um, think about what would you do and have you know, a good time doing for the rest of your life and not get paid for it and enjoy. And then just think about that and then do something in pharmacy that you know, correlates or is tangent with that parallel to that. And that's exactly what I did. For me, I, could, I feel at home doing this. So not necessarily, you know, we need to put food on the table and, and make a salary, but this is something that I was okay doing volunteering. Um, so once you have, I feel like once you have your heart into something, things just start to happen. So as a student, if your passion is to serve people, you don't necessarily have to, you may not have a charitable pharmacy in your area, but you could have a, you know, a food pantry or um, homeless shelter, you know, rounding up a, a couple of friends and getting uh, some lunch bags and giving them out to the homeless or, you know, some water bottles, just random acts of kindness um, tend to kind of start you know, evolving into larger scale things, um, but small steps really um, just doing that and networking for sure. If, if people are in the Dallas area or students are thinking about rotating in the Dallas area, they can definitely reach out to me uh, as a potential rotation site. Um, if you do have a pharmacy in other states, uh, I would make it a point to try to make it, that, that a rotation site or at least uh, try to volunteer there or communicate to that um, PIC just to see, you know, what their story is or how they got there. But there are a few different charitable pharmacies in, in the country. Um, we are the first that we know of in Texas to be absolutely free, um, which is something that we're really proud of. But um, overall, that I think just getting, putting yourself out there and um, reaching out to anyone um, that is in the field that you're looking to get into. Great. Such a, such a great resource. Thank you so much. So how, how do we find you? How do listeners find you? How do students find you? How do other pharmacists find you patients? Um, give us your, 
give us all your contact info, social, whatever you're comfortable with sharing. Um, we would love to hear that on here and we'll also definitely link it on the podcast. For sure. Um, you could reach me on my Instagram. It's just carlos.irula. And uh, my website, uh, it is something I was it's transitioning my website, but it's yourneighborhoodpharmacist.com. You can kind of just get an idea of, of, you know, what I started doing, but eventually evolved into what we're doing now here at the Charitable Pharmacy. Um, my email is irulace at gmail.com. That's irula ac oh, irula ce at gmail.com um and yeah uh, i appreciate the time um to share with you what we're doing here and again if anyone wants to reach out i could definitely dive more into what we're doing um the workflow operations um just really cool unique things that we're doing here awesome thank you so much carlos we're Definitely encouraged by your heart and your dedication to your patients and your community and definitely appreciate your transparency today and sharing your experiences with us and everything that you're giving back in this profession. So we salute you and thank you, Carlos. Thank you so much for being on. Awesome. I appreciate you, Tara. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank you to all our listeners who joined us today for the Mix It Up podcast. If you know anyone who can benefit from our conversation today, please share this podcast with them. Carlos left his information earlier. So um, reach out to him. If you have questions, reach out to me if needed. Um, my email is info, I-N-F-O at innovationcompounding.com. If you need more information um, from me or just want to ask a question about something you heard today. So thank you guys all for being here and we will see you all next time. <laughs>